0: Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, a Marvel's Avengers podcast. We talk all things Marvel Cinematic Universe, including the movies and TV shows. And as we await the release of Secret Invasion later on, we are going to be talking about some MCU news. So this is going to be a quick news alert app. My name's Emmanuel, and I'm excited to talk to you about some of the latest developments in Marvel Cinematic Universe projects that are coming down the pipe. Before we get into it, though, you can head to patreon.com slash delphinpod, D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D, and listen to exclusive episodes of this show and other things there. We've got some video podcasts. So if you ever wonder what we look like while we're podcasting, John, Drew, Brent, and myself are there live, so you can see us if you want to. If you don't, you can, you can close your eyes and press play, I guess, or I guess just listen to a regular podcast, but it's all there. And we're also talking about Star Wars right now because the newest episode of The Mandalorian has released. We just finished talking about The Bad Batch. So if you are a fan of Star Wars, we've got all that stuff. Just look for The Countdown Strikes Back on all podcasts, I guess, mediums or what is it? Podcast outlets. Okay. Uh, Enough of that because this is the Marvel podcast. so We're talking about Marvel. And there's some pretty big news that happened recently, especially uh, this week. So let's get into it so that you're prepared to know what's coming down the pipe. The first thing we'll talk about is Ant-Man 3 Quantumania. We talked about that app or sorry, we talked about that podcast a lot. There's three or four podcasts on that. If you want to listen to that, you can. But this is with regards to when that movie will be available to stream at your home on Disney Plus. So we've been really used uh, with Black Panther: Wakanda Forever um, and other Marvel releases that it, it happens pretty quickly. But it looks like, especially with the return of Bob Iger, that these windows might be getting a little bit longer. And I'm going to give you some dates for Ant-Man 3 Quantumania, just in case you love that movie but don't want to watch it in the theaters again or want to own it on the 18th. That's pretty soon. That is just, I mean, in a couple of days, in a week, week, Ant-Man 3 Quantumania will be available on video on demand, but will not be available for streaming which is really interesting. Normally, that release has been connected, so it comes out on VOD the same time that it's, in, it's it's available streaming. This time, though, it will not be. So if you want to watch it next week, you'll have to pay for it, VOD, and the Blu-ray release will be May 16th, which is important because normally... You, uh, you know, normally the physical media release is really close to when it comes out on streaming, but who knows, it could be even further from there. But it makes sense for a movie like Ant-Man 3 Quantumania, you figure a lot of people are going to want to watch it again at home or buy the Blu-ray, especially if there's like a... Some kind of steel book. I don't know if you all do steel books or those cool looking covers or exclusive covers for Blu rays if you collect that. But uh, we'll have to see. This may be something going uh, t- uh, that's going to happen moving forward with these movies. They may not be on streaming right away. And it just makes sense. They make more money if you pay for it every time. But we'll have to see if it continues after Ant Man 3. But next week, it'll be on VOD if you want to watch it at home. Okay, I would say the next biggest piece of news this week was the fact that uh, former owner and chairman of Marvel Entertainment, Isaac Perlmutter, was let go from the company this past week. Uh, Kind of a... Kind of not a a massive figure in the current MCU, considering that Bob Iger put Kevin Feige in charge of Marvel Studios, which handles all the movies and TV shows. But Isaac Isaac Perlmutter was a longtime owner of Marvel. He sold the entire company to Disney for $4 billion. And they kept him around as the chairman, quote unquote, of Marvel Entertainment. But really, he was in charge of consumer products like the comic books, like the merch. But they took away his ability to really work on some of the TV and movie stuff. Um, You know, he's really old regardless. So it makes sense that they Felt that they didn't need to keep him around for that much longer, but he's also been kind of a thorn on the side of of the company. He's been very open about some of his, I guess, displeasure with the direction of Disney. He kind of helped uh, start kind of a proxy campaign against Bob Iger. Uh, recently, and that may be why they fired him. And he's been he's been kind of a he's an outsized figure. You know, he's got hundreds of millions of dollars of Disney stock, so he's a big shareholder. But he's been at Marvel since the '80s and the '90s, so kind of a giant a giant move to, to just let him go completely, but we totally get it. I don't think it's going to influence anything in the MCU. The other big thing is, you know, Perlmutter, as recently as Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, has been complaining about the size of the budgets of the Marvel movies. He thinks kind of they're, they're getting really big, and, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's at all costs, make these movies great, but we'll have to see how they do in the box office. They might come back and say that Perlmutter was right. Maybe they should have trimmed off a couple hundred million from some of these movies some of these i mean dr strange is a great example that movie costs over 200 million dollars that's a ton of money and um you know it's got to do much much better but we'll have to see what happens uh there is not really a power vacuum because as the chairman of marvel entertainment he kind of had a, a very slight amount of things he oversaw. And there's a CEO now that is focusing on on kind of that branch. But Isaac Perlmutter, interesting guy. You know, he was in the Bob Iger book, that uh, a biography that I read. There's some crazy anecdotes. You don't even have to look that hard to find them. Really frugal guy, but kind of paranoid. He had dozens of cameras installed at marvel studios so he could see what everyone was up to um and you know the a very different kind of management i think Iger has also said he wants to return a lot of the control to the creatives and that means probably leaning on kevin feige more so than some of the business people at marvel but isaac perlmutter gone uh, gone from marvel gone from disney as well after decades kind of being a part of that whole thing. All right, let's talk about some movies. Well, actually, let's let's talk about this. It's Star Wars Celebration right now. Like I said, we have a Star Wars podcast. If you want to talk if you want to listen to us talk about Star Wars, we actually have an episode about Star Wars Celebration talking about all of the things that were announced including those movies and those TV shows, but there is talk now of Marvel having a similar kind of focused Comic-Con, or an event. They may call it Marvel Celebration. This was from the editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics, talking about kind of what they're exploring there. And it would be really... Interesting to see what happens if Marvel's presence is kind of away from San Diego Comic-Con, from the other, like the CinemaCon, some of the other things that they do, when or the Disney shareholders meeting, D23, when they announce these big projects. I feel like Marvel's fandom is big enough to support their own convention. I don't know where it will be. Could be like Star Wars Celebration where it moves around. But Marvel Celebration might be coming soon. And it sort of makes a ton of sense because you still have that giant comic book element. I mean, Marvel Comics are still being made and perhaps started the whole thing and is a big part of you know most Comic-Cons is, is the comic book segment. So they've got that. And then they've got movies and TV and the panels, my goodness, I think... Part of this is Disney looking at some of these regional Comic-Cons like San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con. Shoot, even, you know, our, our city has a Comic-Con too. And they see these panels and people are paying hundreds of dollars to take photo ops. And I'm sure Disney's like, well, why, why aren't we just doing this? Why, why are we letting other smaller independent companies make a ton of money doing like a, I don't know, like, for example, a Spider-Man reunion panel? Like we own the rights and we have all the people and we've got the cell phone numbers of all these actors. Why don't we just do it? So I could totally see that happening. I don't know any details where it'll be, how big it'll be, whether it'll be a platform to announce new things like Star Wars Celebration or sort of just a way to reflect back and do photo ops of things that you really like. I mean, people still line up to take pictures of of characters or sorry, actors that portrayed heroes that aren't even around anymore and maybe even some minuscule i mean not minuscule sorry supporting cast characters get really big Uh, i mean they charge hundreds of dollars to take pictures of someone who's in marvel for i don't know one or two movies so keep an eye out for that we'll definitely let you know if marvel celebration happens i don't know if we would go we'll have to see what what that entails but that is definitely something that might happen okay so we've talked about Marvel Celebration, Isaac Perlmutter, Ant-Man 3, just a couple more things to talk about. Two things with regards to a movie that we know is releasing, and that is uh, Thunderbolts, the Thunderbolts movie that has been announced and stars, oh my gosh, so many characters. This is the movie um, that is supposed to come out July 26th of 2024, directed by Jack. Sorry, Jake Schreer. Um, has got a new writer. The new writer is Lee Sung Jin. If you are a fan of Netflix's Beef, which is doing really well right now, starring Steven Yun and Ali Wong, he wrote or he wrote that. But uh, the the let me just go down the list of characters. So Thunderbolts exists in the comic books. Sebastian Stan is back as the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, Wyatt Russell as U.S. Agent, Olga Karinko as uh, Taskmaster, David Harbour as Red Guardian, Hannah John Kamen as uh, Ghost from the Ant-Man movies, of course, Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, who we saw in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, but she's been sprinkling around the show's Kind of building up her Thunderbolts team, we've seen her a lot, but this is also a huge deal. Okay, here's some new people that we haven't seen before. Harrison Ford will be playing President Thaddeus Ross. That's a huge character. Ao Itabiri is uh, also cast, and so is Stephen Young. Also cast, and we don't know who those characters are yet. So it's a giant movie based on an existing IP. But apparently they they hired a new writer because the original draft that came in focused a lot on the Black Widow characters. It was the first draft came from the writers of Black Widow, so it makes sense that they wanted to stick with Yelena Belova and um, you know the Red Guardian because they've been writing for them for for a long time. But it looks like they want this to be less of a singular character focus and more of like a ensemble piece a la Guardians or Suicide Squad. So they brought in Lee Sung Jin to kind of do a rewrite to include everyone. So again, this is very far off. This is coming out next year. It's being filmed soon, but there's going to be a focus on all of these characters. And we'll have to see. That balancing act is really hard to write for, but we're really excited to see it. Thunderbolts comes out next summer got a new writer and features all those amazing characters and honestly I think there's a argument to be made that Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Contessa uh, Allegra de Fontaine is kind of doing a better job than even um Kang right now of setting up whatever stakes she wants cuz we've seen her kind of kind of reverse Nick Furying it in some of the the Disney Plus shows and of course in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So we've seen her building her team. Okay. So this is like a lot of groundwork has already been made. She's already met Yelena Belova at the end of Black Widow. She's already met John Walker or US agent in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So there's a big argument to be made that Julie Louis-Dreyfus is, you know, kind of the Nick Fury that we, we haven't seen yet in this new phase. But that'll be really exciting. So Thunderbolts, we'll watch that. And then the last piece of news is, I would say, very speculative because there's nothing confirmed. There's no release dates. But it's just the fact that James Gunn, in interviews, and of course James Gunn, friend of the pod, and who is very open about his thoughts and his feelings, says that, the D, that a DC crossover is more likely now that he is the person in charge over there, kind of the the the, the guy with Peter Safran in charge of DC. Uh, so he says, a not only is it possible, but they've discussed a Marvel and DC crossover in the future. This happened in the comic books. There's like a Superman versus Spider-Man. There's obviously some really big Avengers um, uh, versus Justice League type stuff that has happened in the comic books. It wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility, but it seems like James Gunn is open to it. I would I you know there it's a long process, I think. If these if this does happen, longer process than things like who framed Roger Rabbit, which was sort of a, a feat to even accomplish. They even timed Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse's lines so that one of them doesn't talk longer than the other. And I think it's gonna be similar here. I think they're gonna be very protective of all of their IP. I think Spider-Man, especially now that Spider-Man's kind of also Sony, not even Disney, but they'll be very protective of their key pieces, the Hulk, Spider-Man, um, you know, Iron Man, all of that stuff. They'll be very protective of. And at the same time, DC with with especially Superman and Batman who can kind of stand on their own, but all of their other characters, they'll be very protective about who's involved, how big that's going to be how big the event film will be, what they're adapting, but it seems like James Gunn is at least open to it, which is much more than can be said for the past, what, 20 or 30 years. I just don't think that was going to be anything that was possible short of someone buying both of them, but we'll have to see. It could definitely be a giant Hail Mary for superhero movies. Can you believe, like, if there is some kind of superhero fatigue and people aren't going anymore, this would be something, this would be a big event type thing that would really, you know, Get At least get the interest up there. I don't know if it would work. Because if people don't like superhero movies, even a DC Marvel thing, I mean, that just screams a ton of superheroes, but... We'll see. It'll definitely be something that might happen. But that's it. Those are the big pieces of news for the last week. We'll be back next week either discussing something really new or going over some news again. And then, of course, Secret Invasion will be coming out soon, and we'll be doing a episode-by-episode recap and also um, do a uh, I would say like a, maybe a prep episode, but again, Secret of Ancient, June 21st, 2023. And then we've got Guardians before that. So we'll talk about those things when they come out. But thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash delphinpod, D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D. If you want to hear about other things outside of Marvel that we do, also check out our YouTube actually. Search delphinpod on YouTube. We've got videos there as well where you can see us. Um, but thanks so much for listening and being a supporter of the pod. We'll be back next week. Bye.